0: Lies
1: within the
2: we ride. You're listening to the Journey On Podcast with Warwick Schiller. Warwick is a horseman, trainer, international clinician, and author who helps empower horse people from all over the world with the skills, knowledge, and mindsets needed to create trusting partnerships with their horses. Warwick offers a free seven-day trial to his comprehensive online video library, That includes hundreds of full-length training videos and several home study courses at videos.warwickshiller.com.
1: G'day,
3: everyone. Welcome back to the Journey On Podcast. I'm your host, Warwick Schiller, and today I'm joined by my wife, Robin.
4: Hi, everybody. We're going to talk about the Journey On Podcast Summit, and we're really excited to do this.
3: Yeah, so today, you know, the the podcast summit happened about a month ago now, maybe three weeks ago now. It was in San Antonio, Texas, and we had a weekend where we had 22 of the guests from the first year of the podcast come along and, and present over three days to a room of 250 people.
4: Yep, 250. So there were about 270 in the room.
3: And this whole thing, Robin, was was your idea. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you came up with the idea?
4: I'm not sure how I came up with the idea, but I just figured that it was going to be a good thing to get um, all of these talented people that you'd talk to on the podcast and get them in one room. And we didn't really know. Well, it, it took on a different flavor from what I was thinking you know when I when I started thinking about it I thought it would be kind of like a horse expo but it would be one person going at a time and that we'd have question and answer sessions and you know maybe maybe a person or two working with a horse and showing how they you know how they differed or or didn't differ in in how they approached it and I had set up, you know, I had I had rented Rancho Marietta, which is a big horse show facility, and they do a big horse expo there every year as well. And then you kind of reminded me that this podcast really isn't about horses.
3: Yeah, you know, <laughs> you had this idea like, oh, yeah, we've got the arena and yada, yada. I'm like, this is not about horses we could do this oh you know some of the people we would contacted the presenters had said so is there going to be availability for like a, a powerpoint presentation that sort of thing which there wasn't at Rancho marietta and uh so you know i kind of said this is not really about horses can we do it somewhere that that doesn't you know we don't need to have horses can we have it at like a function center
4: and my learning curve went way up right then because then i had to figure out how to find such a place and i found out really quick that all the places that i wanted to go were really expensive so phoenix was my first choice and it's it's really it was really cost prohibitive i looked at tucson as well and we just we love arizona we love the vibe in arizona and then I had gone to a Brene Brown training in San Antonio, Texas on the Riverwalk, and I remember being there, and I loved the Riverwalk. I would get up in the morning and go for a run, and I'm not a runner, but it was just, and it was hot, but it was a great vibe. You could go, you could stay at the hotel. You didn't need a car. You could go, there were restaurants all along the Riverwalk. It was beautifully maintained. And so, um, I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a look at, at the Riverwalk. And I found this super cool website called (laughs) hotelplanner.com. So I got on there and told them I needed rooms and told them I needed a conference room. And I, I got bids back from these different hotels. And this one hotel came up called the Drury and the Drury was not only reasonably priced, which, you know, for an inaugural event where you don't know if you're gonna even fill it up, you know, we wanted to be mindful of that, but they had these two cool features besides the room, of course, and besides they were right on the Riverwalk and it was an old bank building and it just looked really like a cool venue, but they include this really pretty elaborate breakfast, breakfast every morning And they have this thing in the afternoon called a kickback. And so it's, you know, I just thought it was going to be a drink. You get a drink and you get some hors d'oeuvres. But really it was three drinks and a light dinner. Like we ate dinner there a couple nights. Um, And it was all included in the room. So it it was a perfect venue. And not having been there before we arrived, when we arrived we were so pleasantly surprised and happy that it, it like it just ticked all the boxes
3: yeah we were pleasantly surprised about that and you know we had invited 22 of the podcast guests to come and present and we had decided we we're going to have them do a, a ted talk style talk which we named a tick talk which is t-i-c teach inspire connect so we had them do that and then we also had some panel groups some breakout discussion you know some some panel groups where they sat up on stage and answered questions and for me my uh, hopes and dreams of the whole thing was going to be that all the presenters show up that we sell enough tickets to people coming to watch it to make it work and we were also live streaming it and my my dream was yeah and, and they'll have the live stream work that was that was what I was hoping that was my best case scenario but but something happened there that was so much more than that it was, you know, I've, I've had it referred to as the Woodstock uh, of the horse world since then, and it was just, yeah, the the energy in the place was was off the charts. And what we're going to do in this podcast here today is we're going to um, chat to some of the presenters that were there and get get their feedback off it from it. But it was, you know, from day one, it was. As soon as it started that first day, it was like, oh, this is something that is way more than we thought it was going to be.
4: Yeah. And before, you know, before we get into talking to some of the presenters, you know, shout outs to everybody who helped. My two best friends showed up and they didn't know what they were getting into and they just came along and Cindy and Liz, they were awesome. Liz made sure that everybody stayed on time with their 20 minutes. And I just looked up today, actually, I should have looked this up a way long time ago, about why TED Talks are only 18 minutes. And they're 18 minutes.
3: I looked it up today, too. Maybe
4: it popped up because I was looking on Google. Or, yeah, well, whatever. That's weird. But it's not. Um, So there is, like, science behind why, like, neurobiologically, why the 18 minutes works for them. And like our TikTok and I cannot remember who suggested this. I put out on social media, you know, ideas for I said we're going to do a TED tile TED style talk but we can't use TED, so give us some more acronyms. And I think her name was Robin. So shout out to whoever came up with the Tick Teach Inspire Connect cuz it works out super well. Anyway, there is like there is science behind why the 18 minute works it's it's a lot to do with you know people's attention and the chemicals that come out of being curious and so our 20 minute tiktok is a 2 minutes more than the ted talks but it worked and we had um we had my my best friend liz she was there they had a big timer in front of them so they could keep track of themselves and it was a huge success everybody stayed pretty much on time i only had to cut off one person and and that was fine Um, then my best, my other best friend, Cindy, we've been friends since high school, these people. So they're my people. Um, Cindy came and, and helped with the book sales. She's also our bookkeeper. So she made, made sure that, you know, when we sold everybody's book, they all got their proceeds. So it was awesome. And she did more. And then her partner, Jason came and he helped get people mic'd up. It was it was it was a family affair with Tyler running the tech and Warwick being the MC and then I just basically, you know, told everybody where to be and they did what they needed to do. So, so thank you to everybody and again the drury was phenomenal. We may even go back there because it was it was they were fantastic.
3: Yeah, and you know, we started out the first morning uh, Kerry Lake was our first presenter and she came on and her TikTok was just amazing, like just completely blew us away and I had thought at the, because I'm the MC, so I introduce everybody and then when they come off I introduce uh, next, introduce the next person and I was sitting there thinking, oh my goodness we've had the high point of the whole weekend on the first morning. It's 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 got to go downhill from here and the crazy thing was It didn't. So we have 22 presenters and all we told them was, I want you to get up on stage and in 20 minutes present the message that you want to give to the world. Tell us the condense down the guts of everything you believe in, in, in 20 minutes and Kerry absolutely rocked it. But then the next person came on and rocked it and rocked it and rocked it. And by the end of the first day, we knew that there was something going on. Like by the end of the first day, that there was an energy in the room and you'll hear about it when we when we chat to the people, but there was an energy in the room that I've I've never really experienced before. What about you?
4: No, I you kept saying the room is shifting and I didn't I didn't understand what you meant until Nashawn got on and got off. And then I walked out to the lobby to check on Cindy and the room was tilted. And I said, Okay, now I get it. Like my world just shifted and it won't ever be the same ever again. I had that, I had this one other time and that was when Carrie Light came to our house and did, we spent five days with Carrie. And I remember telling you, I think there's a before Carrie and an after Carrie, like my, my world has shifted and the world shifted right after Nishan got off.
3: Um, and what Robin's talking about with the shifting is, for the day before and during the, the 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 summit, I kind of felt like the floor was moving under my feet, like I was on the deck of a boat. And it's, it's not like vertigo, because vertigo you feel it in your head, you know, you kind of feel dizzy. But this felt like my head was perfectly clear, and I wasn't. I didn't feel dizzy i just felt like the floor was shifting under my feet and i mentioned it when i was up on stage and a number of people quite a few people in the audience and a number of the presenters all said the same thing and so in these interviews with the presenters you will hear them talk about that and some of them have their their thoughts on on what happened but yeah it was just It was, it was, the whole thing was greater than the sum of all its parts, much greater than the sum of all its parts. And so we, we're going to do a few podcasts where we interview the presenters there and we're going to kind of space them out because there's 22 presenters, but uh, we're probably going to have about six on this one and talk to them about their experience during the podcast summit and their experience integrating that once they got home from there.
4: Yeah. And then I'm also going to be talking to, um, the ice bathers. We had two, um, experiences. We had a Saturday and a Sunday experience of going and getting into an ice bath and I had 12, 13 and 12 people. So 25 people went through an ice bath experience. Warwick coached some of them and I coached some of them. And so we're going to get on a, a zoom call and we're going to chat about that. So we'll turn that into a podcast as well.
3: So this was over nighttime so Saturday night we so Robin had rented a there's a there's a what would you call that thing a
4: human optimization lab
3: there you go a human optimization lab so they have they've have Swedish sauna they have infrared sauna they have red light therapy they have the ice baths they have massage chairs they have compression therapy and
4: and they have a brain trainer it's really cool I don't you know if you saw that but it wasn't the pandora star this is a it was another thing. It was almost like a game, almost like that game where you um, hit the colors and you have to do the colors again. But it was it was different and it was really cool. Was a, they said it was a brain trainer. Wow. It was those LED lights on the wall. It was really oh, cool. okay. Yeah. yeah. So
3: Robin rented this thing after hours. And so, you know, the first night we took 13 over there and then Sunday night we took 12 over there and, you know, the... That in itself was like it was transformational for, I think everybody that for everybody did it.
4: Everybody who went through,
3: and it. it was kind of an honor to be like you guided most of them through it. I guided some of them through it, but it was it was it was almost an honor to be a help them with that and be a witness to the transformation that you see in them getting into it. Uh Their their you know their their face is is communicating a high level of fear and you see them overcome that and come out the other side. And for me, it was, it was quite humbling to, to be able to be a part of it.
4: Yeah. Every person I help through the ice baths, it's transformational for both of us. It's, it's really, really a cool experience.
0: Literally.
3: Yeah. Yeah, So Robin is going to get some of those people on the, on the podcast and uh, do an actual podcast on their experiences because uh, not only are the stories amazing, but it might convince you guys to actually try that so anyway this podcast here is about the, the presenters and their and their uh thoughts on what happened at the summit and kerry lake kicked off the summit and kerry lake is going to kick off our interviews with the summit presenters Terry Lake, let's talk about the Journey on Podcast Summit.
0: <laughs> okay, as much as you want. It was <laughs> such an amazing event. Unbelievable.
3: You know, the first, you know, coming into it, we we're we're, weren't sure how it was going to all go down and, you know, I was, I was, for me, great would have been everybody shows up, the presenters all show up and do their business and the... The, the live stream works that's what i thought was going to be great and then <laughs> you were the first presenter up the first morning right and you came in and absolutely rocked it and towards the end of your presentation i was kind of thinking oh well that's going to be the highlight for the, <laughs> the whole <laughs> thing everybody else is going to kind of look bad compared to you
0: well yeah it, it was funny going in even even before it all started i don't know maybe it's just me but i went in knowing that we're all there because we love horses right horses organized this whole thing and brought us all together because they touch our hearts in so many different ways so that and plus knowing how your interviews have gone you know on the podcast leading up to this has been so much about honoring who people are as individuals and what what makes them tick not just what do they do in the world but why are they doing what they do And you give people space to share from that perspective and you're going to get a bunch of hearts coming together and just celebrating what we love together. So coming in and being the first speaker, I felt completely honored. And I thought like, how, how can I really highlight the fact that this is about what we love to share in the world? It's all about the love. So Um, I'm just really happy people, the feedback I've gotten about it, um, about my talk is, it blows my mind that people really were touched and and received that this really is about what we love and sharing that together. Like no walls between us. Let's just have a blast. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like I said, your talk was absolutely amazing. But then the funny thing was everybody else bought their A game and their A. Their a openness and their a vulnerability and it was just amazing that whole first day just it just kept adding and adding and adding by the end of the first day we were like what the hell was that and I remember the second morning (laughs) I got in the elevator to go down sometime in the morning and the elevator doors open and there's Kerry Lake standing in the (laughs) elevator and I stepped in the elevator and you looked me in the eye and you said. Dude.
0: dude, no, but you, you said something before that. you We walked into the elevator and you looked at me and you said, what the hell just happened? And that's when I said, dude, dude, that's like the only explana- or exclamation that can encompass all of the feelings all at once. Dude, yes, we were on yes, the, yes, I was on
3: the 17th floor. I'm not sure what floor you came from, uh, but we're on eight. the 17th floor. I hop in, I say, what the hell happened yesterday? And you looked at me and you said, dude and then we just rode down together in silence
0: <laughs> yes we did that With was, big fat smiles on our face <laughs> that's all there was to say yes and that just perpetuated for the rest of the the weekend you know and i heard so many people after you shared that on the you know uh the next morning i could hear walking around people just looking at each other and going dude 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 so it was a thing so much fun. So much fun.
3: So after it was all over, what were your what were your thoughts about the whole experience?
0: Really that together, all of the presenters and all of the participants, we created something that didn't exist before, you know. Um, my friend Kay had my favorite quote about the whole thing, and she said, you know, in, in the equestrian community, there's so much us versus them. But here at the summit, there was only us. And for this many people to come together, sharing, open, vulnerable, listening, uh, welcoming each other at tables, at lunch and everything, um, all of those hearts coming together amplify the space of welcome, excluding nobody. And really what happened is we created something that's far more than the sum of the parts Everybody I felt was, was equals, you know, I mean, yeah, some of us were on the stage, some of us were not on the stage, but it really was an honoring of what's common to all of us. That is whatever we love and recognizing that we're not alone. So coming out of the, coming out of the summit, I felt so blessed to have been a part of it, to be a part of it, to be a part of this ripple that now exists where people can't deny anymore that there is a purity of love in the among humans in the equestrian world. And we all uh, illuminated that. We created that space and lit it up together. It, and I feel like we're just getting started, honestly.
3: Yeah, I'm excited to see where this whole thing goes to. You know, you mentioned a number of times horses in there, but, you know, the thing I really got out of all the presenters was – was and I talk about it quite a bit in the podcast but but the wisdom of the natural world yes you know what i mean you know horses are part of the natural world and i th- i think that's why they help transform us but it's not because we ride around on them and they, and we enjoy doing that or any you know, that sort of thing i think in order to get along well with them you have to surrender to the natural order of things which is not the secluded you're over there, I'm over here, we're separate yep. from each other yep. uh, type mentality. But it's, the, it's that whole connected mentality. I think for me that's the big thing I got out of it.
0: Uh, it's so beautiful. So beautiful. It acknowledge, it, what you're talking about asks each of us as humans to acknowledge the part of ourselves that already does know harmony with the natural world it's already resident right but we've been conditioned and bullied and bludgeoned and educated to uh, to function on a different set of priorities and so what that's what i hear you pointing to right there and talking about is hey let's let's rediscover and kindle a new relationship with the part of us that is already well connected well in touch and and naturally looking to harmonize with the natural world physical natural for the spiritual the elemental the etheric it's all part of it it's all part of life existing and w- humans are now coming to the place where we can ask this question of how do i re-include myself in that which is common to all of life
3: you know that bit where you said about you know we've been bullied and bludgeoned and conditioned or whatever kind of reminds me of when jane went off in that intuition intuition um uh group panel discussion oh. when when the, when the question was how do you how do you find your intuition and jane took the microphone and just it, went off on yes basically the world for taking our introdu- uh, you know for for civilization taking our intuition away from us and it was just i mean that was day 3 and you know at the start of day 3 I'm thinking <laughs> this cannot keep going on. And then the presenters on day three were amazing. Amazing. And then Jane and Rupert and Leslie in that intuition discussion just yes. brought the house down. I thought.
0: Yeah, basically lived it, like demonstrating this is what it looks like when you're not in the way of it. You know, I mean Rupert showing up and and dancing. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that. This is what it looks like when you don't filter, when you don't try to control and worry about everybody's comfort, but you say, you know what, here's my heart. And you're going to be comfortable or you're not, but here it is. This, that is what nature does. Nature does not control itself, right? Nature perpetuates life. And, and yeah, just watching people become that space, become that expression it's absolutely priceless. It is absolutely priceless. And you can't really say it was a a crescendo from beginning to end because like you keep pointing out, everybody fully showed up. So I mean it was like twenty-three fireworks shows and and we just got to sit there in awe the whole time.
3: You, you know what it reminds me of is Tyler, my son Tyler, he you know, he's a he's a musician, you know. And we went up to San Francisco a few years ago to see Slash. So some some, Miles Miles Kennedy is a singer. So Miles Kennedy and Slash did a a concert up there. And we get to go and see Slash and, you know, Slash is an amazing amazing guitarist. But he did these two at least 10-minute guitar solos (laughs) during the night to where, you know, he does a guitar solo and about three minutes in you're thinking... That was amazing. It's going to finish here in a second, and then five minutes in, he's still going. <laughs> and then seven minutes in, you think this can't go on any longer, and yeah. it just keeps going on at that that level to where you know when i when I got to see Slash play the guitar, they were like, "Okay, I've now seen someone." It's not about the guitar. It could have been a cello, you know. I've seen someone just lose themselves.
5: Mm
3: in what they were doing to where they were just, yeah, they were one with the the universe sort of thing. And that's mm. kind of what every presenter was like at that. It didn't get better and yeah. it didn't get worse. You you started off with a bang and it just stayed there the whole time.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. You know, when I'm listening to you talk right now, it's making me think, you know, it's an opportunity for people to adjust their expectation and, um, like there's, I think it's common for people to relate to this scale of better or worse. It goes up, it must come down. Well, what if we're changing that? What if there isn't a up and down anymore? What if we're just like, here it is. This is the space we play in. This is what it feels like. This is what it sounds like. This is what we share. This is what we talk about. And you don't ever have to fall from a high of having your heart touched and your heart opened and your mind opened. It just expands and you have a new conversation and then, oh, then we point it over here. Oh, and then let's talk about this. What if we're changing the paradigm of how we relate to learning, to relating to each other, to what inspires us and what we create in the world? You know, it doesn't have to be an up and then down, it just it can be a perpetual awesome
3: yeah and I think the perpetual awesome was not the people were being awesome. I think it was people were being open and, and true v- and vulnerable mm-hmm. and and had the conversations that depends who you hang out with are probably not normal conversations and and I think that's what was so special about it. that's what made it so wonderful is yeah. everybody bought their vulnerability and yeah. and I think. You know, a lot of that lies with the people who came to listen. Absolutely. Also very, very, you could could feel like this is a a room of 270 people and it's a safe space to be whoever you really are.
0: Nothing can come through me as a presenter, you as a presenter, everybody that was there. Nothing's going to come through if there's nobody to listen right? So one way that I, that makes sense to me is we listen each other into being. So, I mean, just think about what it feels like when somebody is there listening and they don't need you to be different than you are, but they're all in with whatever you are. And it invites you out. It invites you to just find what it is I actually want to be sharing. And so yeah, absolutely. The 250 people there, the 1,000 people on the live stream, everybody from a quantum place who is going to listen to it in the future, everybody is listening us into our own expression. It's the greatest gift. really. I, I really feel like listening is, is the greatest gift we have to offer one another, listening without judgment. And it's what the animals, it's how the animals showed me, you know, that's what they offered me. But, but yeah, without the people present, without the people asking the questions and typing in, oh, this is probably a stupid question, but, you know, I had to ask it. And then it turns out, you know, 500 other people wanted, wanted it's to amazing. ask that same question, right? Without people asking questions and then showing up really curious to listen not for a correct answer, but to listen for whatever's there. That is a paradigm I I want to be living in and facilitating any way that I can. It's love in action. L- that listening is love in action. And I think that's what we all did with and for each other at the summit. Just, It's such a beautiful opportunity.
3: Yeah, it is definitely something that we want to try to, replicate in other areas of our life because it was Mm. just yeah you know I think you started out with love and Rupert was the last presenter he ended up with talking about love so yeah that open-heartedness and that love was just so apparent
0: the whole weekend. It was undeniable undeniable I mean even if somebody did go in feeling protected and defended and all that stuff you couldn't you couldn't deny the openness in the room, in the whole hotel. I mean, the the hotel staff (laughs) were, were walking up to different people throughout the weekend saying, what are you guys doing? I just want to come sit next to you. I'm, I'm going to sweep really slow so I can hang out with you and you know, so I won't get in trouble. I'm still sweeping, but I just want to hang out with you guys. It's this frequency, this awareness and, and sharing with this openness, it, changes the physical world this this is what changes the world and really what it takes is share what you love and and go hang out with other people who do the same you know it's a pretty simple formula and and we got to do that together it was just gush 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 it's so so beautiful it's so beautiful and yeah like i said i feel like we're all kind of just getting started um, on a whole new foundation of of where we can share from and who we can share
3: Yeah, it was amazing. So thank you for being a part of it.
0: Oh my God, thank you for inviting me. I'm like the luckiest kid in the world. And so thank you.
3: The next presenter we talked to was both Mark Rashid and his wife, Chrissy McDonald. They both presented at the the Summit. And I, I really loved their take on their experience while at the Summit. Mark and Chrissy, how are you guys? Doing great.
6: We're doing great. Thank you.
3: So you are, you guys are home now. Did you guys go straight home from the from the summit? We uh, did.
1: Yep, we did. We drove. We actually drove there, so we were one of the few. We may be. We may have been the only ones that drove, and uh, which saved us from the the kind of crud, I think that went around there right after we were after it was over.
3: Right, you didn't have to take a plane. Um, yeah, I I went f- directly from there the next day. Tyler and I drove to we're a car drove to austin flew from austin to la la to melbourne australia got to melbourne australia nine o'clock wednesday morning got a rental car and went straight out to the showgrounds for a big horse expo there so it was i didn't really have much uh processing time because then i went from there i did a a clinic in australia too so i've just only just arrived home so it's it's for me right now I'm, i'm probably just starting to slow down and process uh the summit how did it How did it go go for you guys when you got home after the summit? Like what were your thoughts on the whole thing?
6: Coming home from the summit started for us when we were on our drive back home. Mark and I talked for two days straight just about everything we'd seen, about things we'd heard, things we learned, the connections we made with both um, our colleagues, the presenters and the people who attended. Um, I... Since I've had time to process it, the closest analogy I can come up with is, uh, and you'll recognize this to work, is you're on a plane and you take off. And previously you were in the airport, you were watching people, you were doing your thing. You get in the plane, you take off and you look out the window and you can see everyone else in their cars going to wherever they're going. You see the landscape, you see the curve of the earth, you see as you get higher, you see more. And that is how I feel the summit was. I it allowed me to get higher to see a bigger picture. And I love big pictures. And um, I think Kathy was saying that for her, it allowed her to kind of reevaluate things and become unstuck. And I think that's true. Um, I don't think I was stuck so much as I had forgotten, you know, in the course of working, like you said, you, you know, you did the summit, you did... Um, an expo in Australia, and then you did a clinic, and now you're just getting time to process. We kind of get in these tracks where we uh, we just go, we do our own thing. We're doing good work, you know, we pay attention, we do all our things. And then the summit comes along, and it's like we're blasted up to thirty three thousand feet. And now we can see the bigger picture of which we are just a tiny piece. But it's so um comforting, I guess, to know that there's this whole, community of people that word has been used a lot is community so that that's how i've processed it so far
3: you know when i first met you down there at anita's place i thought of you the conversations we had i really thought of you as a big picture person and i thought you had a pretty good view of the big picture so for you to have an even bigger picture after the summit. For me, it says a lot.
6: Thank you. Yeah, that's what it feels like.
1: You know, I've I've done a lot of things, and I I have to say that it was probably, it was like nothing that I'd ever experienced before. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what I was, I don't know that I had any expectations going in other than, you know, that I'd I'd hoped that, you know, my presentation might land with somebody and, and that sort of thing, but other than that, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect, so I didn't really have any expectations, and I was just sort of just going to go go along for the ride to see what what happened. And it took me probably a week before I could even start thinking about putting it into words. What what happened? It 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 was a yeah, it was a life changing thing for me on a number of levels. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, other than the all the presentations which were all amazing and learned so much from from everybody and but other than that it was the human connections that were I, that were made and it was the only time ever that I can think of in all the time that I've been doing this I mean going back to even when I was probably a kid maybe then but it's the only time when I think there were two or more professionals in the same place at the same time heading in the same direction where there were no conflicts. There weren't, nobody was contradicting anybody. Nobody was, I mean, everybody was heading in the same direction at the same time coming from a, from a different place. But it was, it was like spokes in a wheel all heading towards the hub is the best way I can best way I can describe it, and the connections we made and are still making, you know, with with the presenters. I mean, we met people there that we had never met before that felt like we had known forever, and it still feels that way.
3: Yeah, I felt like, the, you know, not just the presenters, but the whole room was that way. It was just, you know, like the energy there. I don't know if you guys felt the the wobbly earth thing, but I... <laughs> You know, yeah. the, the the floor was moving for me and I've, I've described it as not as like a feeling of vertigo because vertigo is like you're dizzy in your head. Um, this just felt like the floor was slowly shifting, like you're on a boat or something like that for me and it would come in waves and it started several days before the thing and um, I've talked to other people who, who said they felt odd stuff like that uh, before the summit, so yeah, I, you know, like you, Mark, I had no expectation. The expectations I had going in that was that all the presenters were going to share something amazing, and that, well, the, the 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 like the best case scenario for me was all the people show up, all the presenters show up, <laughs> and they they share whatever they're going to share because they're all amazing people, and the live stream works. That was my that was my <laughs> benchmark. Yeah. Right? that's what I was yeah, yeah. hoping was going to happen, and then something else happened and i was really interested to hear your thoughts on your experience there mark because i talked to you on monday morning before we left right before mm-hmm. we went and got the rental car and you guys were about to drive back to um colorado and i just felt i don't know i felt a shift in you like a softening like an opening like a i don't know you you're like this you're pretty dry and crusty if you don't mind me saying (laughs) not prickly just crusty you know and i don't know you just had this i don't know what it was but you just had this ah warmth an added warmth let's say you're always warm but you're just a bit warmer than usual and i i couldn't put my finger what it was but i thought wow that you you feel different to me that morning in the in the lobby of the hotel
1: well, part of that was I was concerned about you. There was a conversation we had the night before about somebody who had written to you about something. Mm, mm. Ah, yes, I remember that conversation, yeah. And so that was I was I'd given that quite a bit of thought. Um, you know, we were we were all kind of in our, you know, trying to visit with people that night and but you had you had shared with me that that thing that uh, somebody had written to you, and it was it was obviously it seemed that it was concerning you quite a bit, and it was. So I was more concerned uh, about you really than uh, about anything else about how you were doing with that in it, and just the fact that you were you were putting a lot so much energy into things like that that it was, uh, I was just concerned for you that that was maybe taking a toll that could have been, that could have been adjusted to where it maybe wasn't. And I could, have, I could be completely wrong about all of that and any of it, but that was because it had, I had given that quite a bit of thought over, over the night and then into the morning. And I think, you know, what I said to you that morning was that I had to, couple more thoughts about that, that I shared with you that morning. And so that was, <clears throat> that was, a you know, not to say that I'm not a warm person um, or what that I wasn't warmer, you know, but, uh, um, but that was probably, that was, I was concerned uh, for you. And then you were going to be going off and doing, you know, this other stuff right after, I mean, it's one thing on top of another thing on top of another thing. And I've been there and I've done that. Uh, and I know what that feels like, and so it, that was probably, I was just, I was just concerned for you.
3: Well, thank you. Um, you know, what you told me that <clears throat> the night before, you know, and so for you guys listening, I had, I had um, shared a, a, um, a Facebook message that someone had sent to my business page, um, and I get a lot of those, and it was quite a confronting, not confronting towards me, but, you know, it was this lady had shared an incident that she, it had happened to her with a horse and it was all pretty confronting. And I hadn't asked Mark, does he get those and how he deals with them? And basically he said he doesn't, I don't think, I think, I think he said you don't answer things in that space anymore. But anyway, the the the, the fallout of it is, is I'm no longer doing that either. Mm. So mm. so thanks for your, for your input on that. Yeah, because I think it does… Yeah, it does It does take a toll. It mm-hmm. um, sure does, yeah. Yeah, it does take a toll on you. And I read something recently that said something like, would you leave your front door open and just let anybody walk in and stand at the foot of your bed and annoy you in the morning? And, you know, the article said, of course you wouldn't. But if you roll <laughs> over and pick that phone up and you allow people to enter your mindset and, you know, and so, yeah, so, yeah, I think the, the fallout of that, the fallout of that little conversation is is that I'm not answering those, those things anymore. There are, you know, there are channels of way people can get to me, but that's not, that's not one of them. And, um, and then, you know, other fallout from the podcast summit. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're reconsidering <laughs> our whole life right now. We're staring at our belly button a little bit.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, we are too. Yeah, we are. Uh, and some of the other presenters uh, that I've heard from, um, you know, we've been in contact with several of the presenters uh, on things that we may be able to collaborate on and so forth. You know, there's some big shifts that are happening with, with several of them that, that we've heard from. And we are reevaluating what we're doing and how we're doing it as well. You know, so it's a we can see that there's a bigger, Chrissy said, there's a bigger picture now much bigger picture and and the really cool thing is that you know we're not sort of on an island we know that we're not on an island anymore not that it was that big of a deal before but we now know that there are people we can reach out to who we can talk to that we can work with you know that kind of uh, we can bounce ideas off of And, and they can do the same thing with us. And, you know, it's just the world got bigger for us since the podcast. And like I said before, I mean, we met people there that we had never met before that immediately felt like we'd known them all our lives. Um, And it was just such a deep connection right off the bat.
3: Yeah, it was like everybody there had traveled parallel paths, but they'd never actually crossed before.
1: Right, exactly. That's a that's a really good way to put it. Yep. Exactly.
3: Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. So well, I just want to thank you guys for your part in it. You know, all of you presenters uh are the ones that made it absolutely special. And and Mark, as far as you, you know, wondering whether your your presentation was going to be received well, I think it was it was perfect. And yours too, Chrissy. They were you know, they were I've, talked, I've said it a million times, but, you know, Kerry Lake kicked it off the first morning and I was thinking, that was amazing, but how are we going to top that? Like, it's going to just go downhill from here. And it didn't go uphill, it didn't go downhill, it just stayed at that amazing level for, for three days. And after the first day, I thought, oh, I don't know what the rest of these guys are going to do. And the second day was the same and the third day, I mean, right up to the very, very end, it was the same. It was just, yeah
1: the energy started off at a certain level and it stayed there. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody had to push anything. Nobody had to
6: prove anything.
1: Yeah. It just, everything, it was like it was predetermined that that's the way it was going to be. And, you know, you mentioned the floor moving and I woke up on Saturday and told Chrissy, you know, I'm feeling a little lightheaded here. And, and so, you know, I, I ended up, I have a little bit of an ear, inner ear deal that I've, been struggling with for a number of years and I just thought it was something like that but but it wasn't you know usually when that kicks in it's like I can't stand up but I it wasn't that it wasn't like that it was something different and uh, I ended up taking something for it and it still you know it was better but it didn't it didn't go away until probably halfway through Monday Monday Mm -hmm. afternoon maybe
3: yeah, it was very interesting. So anyway, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of it. And uh, thanks for joining me for this little bit of a recap.
6: Thank you, work, And thank Robin and Tyler. And thank you, everyone who attended, whether it's live stream or live. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We're so grateful. Thank you.
3: Gillian Kreinbring's presentation at the summit was one that really, I really connected with, but I, I don't think I've talk talked to anybody who didn't really connect with with the uh, gillian's presentation and and how she went about it you know she had up on the screen she had really beautiful video and really moving music and she didn't she didn't just talk the whole time a lot of times she would say something and then let the the video the imagery and the music play and it was it was probably more impactful than just a lot of talking but the things that she said were just so profound uh i really need to i need to watch it again because i really want to hear again what she had to say but uh i also love talking to uh afterwards in this little interview hey jillian how's it going
7: oh it's going great warwick how are you
3: i'm good so uh how uh How's things after the Summit? I heard you were one of the people that got the crud, that, that got the, the flu, because Robin got it for about 10 days.
7: Oh, man. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever been so sick, at least for a very, very long time. Definitely caught the crud, which is why I wasn't there for the closing circle. It just hit me so hard after lunch on Sunday, and I was so bummed about it. But it's been really, really interesting, Um just the changes in my body after the summit. And I really tried to fight it because I didn't want to be sick. But then I realized that it just offered me the opportunity to go within and to assimilate that incredible frequency of energy. And I realized that, you know, my body just wasn't used to vibrating at such a high vibration and, I had talked to some of the other folks, and we had talked about how that can release toxins in your system, and I think it just was absolutely amazing that uh, so many of us went through the crud. In the end, kind of grateful because it just it allowed me to be quiet with myself and to integrate what happened there, whatever you want to call it, and um, now I kind of feel like I'm waking up out of a different realm and i feel like it was almost a rebirth very profound
3: yeah that's that's a really good way of putting it you know i know a number of people had said that the you know with that high vibrational if you're not used to operating at that high vibration that you can you know like a lot of people got sick afterwards and it's because their their bodies weren't used to operating like that and and uh I haven't talked to a lot of people after the sickness, so I'm not sure how they're feeling after it. But it sounds like you've uh, you've come out the other side a little bit recharged.
7: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I was uh, you know visiting with some friends about you know I've been working pretty much full steam for the last five years. I think last year I took twelve days off in totality, and I uh, just in this very odd way I'm kind of glad it took me to my knees because it forced me to take a break. It forced me to have even more introspection and not to fill my days with tasks and to-do lists, but actually just to sit and to be in that new vibration and um, just amazing. I feel like my, my, my head chakra, my crown chakra just has opened up and all these new ideas and feelings and emotions are just dropping in. And I'm just so darned grateful warwick i i feel like i have a new family of people that i met at the summit that every single oh, uh, blew my socks off it was just it was beyond an amazing experience
3: yeah i've had other people say that other presenters say that it's like no one there was a stranger and that, the thing i have heard from other presenters too is uh, a friend of Kerry Lakes actually from Australia was there and she said, you know, horse communities tend to be kind of clicky and, you know, there's this posturing and a hierarchy and that sort of thing. And, they, and she said that, that that just wasn't present there at all, which I didn't, I didn't ever expect it was going to be. But if you're not used to being around things uh, like that, you you know, it the the lack of it. Is probably um...
7: yeah. You know, I noticed that too. I think because everybody came it to just be our authentic selves, and we've all felt so remarkably safe with one another. I've never felt like a group of people just brought the type of energy and perspective to hold everybody up while they presented. There wasn't going to be one single person who didn't fly high because everybody just wanted to see everybody succeed so deeply. And we were so happy for one another and cheering one another on. And, and it's really that spirit that I would love to see within the horse industry everywhere or any, any commune, communing of people is that, you know, when you bring your authentic self to the table, Everything is okay. And I just feel like that summit was such an example of what can be. It really happened. And, and that gives me so much hope for the future, for the betterment of just the human race in general. It, 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 it was really remarkable.
3: Yeah, it certainly ended up being um larger than the sum of all its parts, you know. So did you have a it sounds like you enjoyed the whole thing, but did you have like a a favorite moment? Like my favorite moment was Did you have a favorite moment?
7: My favorite moment? Wow. That's a that's a hard one. Um that boy, I'm not sure that I had a favorite moment because it was all just so uh, exceptional. I think just the ability for so many of us to come together who had never met before. Um, having the ability to look one another in the eye and, uh, hold space for one another time and time again was, uh, was a a favorite experience throughout the whole weekend for me. Um, something that really has lingered with me is giving Kathy Price hugs. I could feel our heart hug for days, <laughs> literally days after the experience. I could still feel those hugs on such a deep cellular level. Um, and when I was sick, I would keep returning to that feeling because it was like sitting in front of a, a hearth you know a fire in 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 that cozy cocoony moment that's that that feeling was just um so wonderful and 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 to be able to revisit that even beyond the summit I would say was really just such a special thing for me but every single presenter just spoke to or about something that um touched me on, on a very very deep level uh i think i i got during almost every single um, talk, so yeah, I can't say I can isolate one single thing that was my favorite. Um, there was just so many wonderful experiences um, to take home with me. So,
3: yeah, Kathy Price, she's quite the prolific hugger. Um, you know, I I loved your presentation. It was funny, so funny that that no one, none of the presenters were given forewarning or what they should talk about or shouldn't talk about or whatever. I just let you guys have at it. But what was interesting is that your presentation, which was amazing, was very much in line with, say, Shay's presentation, Jessica Whiteplum's presentation. Um, it's that earth wisdom stuff that I'm so fascinated about. And I just, I just, your presentation was... the. Was absolutely. I just, I just loved it, and I just want to thank you so much for your, you know, bringing that to the to the summit because you know you were as big a part of it as uh, anybody. So thank you so much.
7: Oh, you're you're most welcome. And I was I was really um, amazed too at how everybody's presentation just layered on top of one another. And, you know, when you think about the time of enlightenment, there were people who were having similar ideas all over the globe without knowing one another. And I kind of felt as we all prepared for these talks that we were on the same frequency and therefore all of our presentations fit together like puzzle pieces. And that's when you really know you're in the flow and you're really, you're really connecting in, in that ethereal world that uh, we all have glimpses of. And, um, and, and I'm just always so, so fascinated when that type of thing starts to happen. You have these free thinking, um, opportunities. And because we're operating from the same source, it, it seems to just pull together into this beautiful tapestry. Um, and that was, uh, I think quite unique about the summit.
3: You know, that makes a lot of sense what you just said, because, you know, I experienced the shifting of the floor thing that a lot of people experienced uh, while I was there. And I actually experienced it, I think, the night before the summit even started. But some people had been feeling it for several days before. So I think everybody was operating on on that same level and somehow connected without even knowing we were all connected at that point in time. Karen Rolfe was a fan favorite at the, the summit. You know, I don't think you can be in the same room with Karen and hear her talk about anything and not be attracted to the, oh, it's just this beautiful energy, this beautiful vibe that she brings to anything she does, whether you're just having a conversation with her or she's presenting on stage. But her presentation was uh, really quite cool and I, one of the ones I really enjoyed the most. So, what were your thoughts on the podcast summit?
8: <laughs> that's a big topic, <laughs> big open-ended <laughs> yeah, question. Is. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to to look at it, but it was um, it exceeded my expectations. Um, I try to go into things like that without too many expectations, so maybe that's not <laughs> too hard to do. But it was. Um, I mean, it was just really satisfying on many, many levels. So it was um, fun to be there as an attendee. I mean, I did my talk and then I was like, you know, went into attendee mode. Um, Dana went along with me and I was a little bit feeling like, oh, did I kind of drag him there? And he was like sitting up right now. He was really engaged and enjoyed it. Uh, And I enjoyed giving my talk. I I enjoyed how you set it up of what kind of talk to do, because it made me do a little bit different talk than I would otherwise do at a, you know, horse event. Uh, So I enjoyed presenting. I enjoyed being there as an attendee. And just the, you know, the the feeling in the room, I think, is was one of the biggest positive. Um, it, It was an experience that I'm sure well I know a lot of it came through the live stream because I know friends who were listening to it but um and they were making the same kind of comments about the energy but being there was I was glad I was there.
3: I'm glad you were there too cuz I I loved your presentation. It was awesome.
8: Yay. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> but
3: but everybody's presentation was was awesome you know everybody i've talked to um you know it's kind of like you guys all didn't talk together beforehand about what you're going to talk about but everybody was basically on the same talking about the same sort of thing you know looking at the world a certain way and uh, yeah and and the other thing i thought happened too was i got to see some i think some of the presenters actually blossomed there like stepped into their own there like it was like it was like a safe space to where you could actually show up and say exactly what you wanted to say without fear of judgment or anything like that
8: yeah exactly and i mean i think all of us presenters are probably used to different size audiences and things like that but there i know there were some that that was a really large audience (laughs) and it it did it create i think for a number of reasons just the safe space and the way you set it up and kind of just said tell your story you know you didn't you didn't have a lot of like hey it has to be this so there was no pressure from you except to just the pressure of be authentic and tell your story Um, so that set it up to be pretty confident presenting and just the energy the room and the acceptance and the non-competitiveness and it was just yeah it was stuff that was not easy to judge because it was just it was just like truths <laughs> you know it was people speaking their personal truths and here's here's what i've experienced or here's what i know so it wasn't set up as a critical kind of a experience which is cool
3: right did it you felt have playful a, did too like a yeah it was it was especially when we all started dancing (laughs) at the end (laughs) Um, did you have uh like a favorite moment of the whole weekend whether it was you know whether it was after hours during the presentations during the summit, do you have a did you have a like oh that was the coolest part
8: um gosh it's you know that's it's always a good question but i i think i don't categorize it as like this is my favorite this is my you know not as favorite <laughs> um so it's hard you know i could pick lots of moments but um i had I, as an attendee i mean giving my talk was has to be favorite because i just love getting on the stage and sharing my thing and feeling the energy of the room so that was um one of the most fun presentations i've given on at least especially on somebody else's stage um but i really loved um, Jillian brings presentation just as a person in the room um, because she really did something different and she stood up there and let the videos, let the images and the music say a lot and then what words she did say were so powerful. So she really created a, an experience Um, that was way bigger than the room and so I like I got all the feels and that was I was feeling really grateful to like get all those feels about the universe and animals and we're all one and you know all of that stuff without having you know to like tell us she just set it up so the message came in and in a really really powerful way so um i think that was my favorite because it it made me feel the most
3: yeah it yeah, I, yeah. I, lo- I loved it too for exactly the same reasons you were saying she didn't say much but she said what she said was very powerful on the images and the music really set the stage and yeah it was yeah definitely got the feels on that one But i, I got the mm-hmm. feels on all of them you know like i had the <laughs> I had the feels all weekend i i had the feels on the <laughs> airplane flying to australia you know it was yeah it was um, yeah it's pretty cool and yeah. you know you took dana you took dana along and and how did uh how did he like it
8: yeah he he again, I was sort of watching him and I'd already given him, you know, the per, not that he needs my permission, but just like, it's okay. If you stay, it's okay. If you go for a walk, it's okay. You know, I just wanted him to not feel, you know, obligated to sit there and I just sort of noticed him sitting up and noticed him writing stuff. And, um, he was very engaged. And I think he really, um, he really connected with, um, Nashon, i think just the the artist artist connecting with artists because dan is a musician um and you know when Nashon just comes on and just starts singing and you know i think i yeah. think dan was sort of as we all were rather mesmerized um mesmerized by him so i think it was just um Again, Dana is a man of few words, but the the he was there and engaged and participating and socializing. I mean, he I think he, he that's the vibe that he lives in too. This like we're all connected and it's all, you know, love each other and you know that's what he was connected to. The fact that we all had horses in common didn't matter. <laughs> it was just like he was see he was hearing the messages and all of this has something to do with horses, but that's just one of the things that it has to do with. It was all about life and humans and connection and energy and all is one. And somehow that was, you know, being the best versions of ourselves we can be was a a common theme. And, and he was really connecting with that.
3: You know, he wasn't the only um, husband doing his wife a favor that weekend. There was a, there was a guy in the audience who is a, he trains race car drivers how to race and he, he came along as a favor to his wife, you know, and he was fascinated. I talked to him several times and he was fascinated by the whole thing. He was just right on the edge of his seat. Like, Oh, this is, this is (laughs) the stuff. This is the stuff I want to get across to the drivers, you know?
8: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, and Dan is really, he's very involved in the business and stuff like that. So he was there really, thinking you know actively supporting it but I think listening to it he thought he was going to get different things out of it like how are they running the event and you know like more right. strategic sort of things and and I just knew right away he was like oh he's just here <laughs> he's just attending and so that was it was fun to share to share that and um and I think that that kind of connects with what I think was the the biggest I was trying to think like how could I describe the energy in the room and i, I like to tempt, tempt myself to get it down to one word you know if i had to pick a word and the word that kept coming up was belonging and it was this mm-hmm. this feeling of belonging which i know you know brene brown stuff and the difference between belonging and fitting in and i thought here's a group a room full of people who probably have felt that they are the oddball, that they don't fit in, that they don't do things the same as everybody else around them. And so they never quite fit in. And then here we are in a room where this the space that you created allowed this sense of belonging. And and I love, um, you know, the way Brene Brown talks about the difference between belonging and fitting in. And it's something, I got, I'm probably not gonna get this just right, but it's it's something about, um, belo- true belonging is like believing in yourself and being able to show yourself to the world and to to at the same time, um, I think she says like be a part of something and be able to stand alone in the wilderness, right? So you're part of something, but you're alone and you don't have to change yourself to try to fit in. You actually have to be more of yourself. So belong. it's interesting because belonging is an internal thing it's a it's a state of mind it's a way of you know it comes from the inside out however there are environments that make that really hard to do and environments that make it much easier to have that sense of belonging and that's what you created and somehow you, you know there's probably lots of factors going in but you created this space where everyone could kind of go oh i can be me And being me is appreciated. And there's a whole bunch of other people who, you know, all the other oddballs who are also feeling belonging and we don't have to change. We just can be who we are. And I think that was, as a presenter, the trust you shared, you showed of just going, it's gotta be 20 minutes and don't talk about horse techniques. (laughs) Go. (laughs) You know, like that was a lot of trust to say, Hey, Hey, you know, you're coming and I want to hear what you have to say. So that right away was like, Oh, I can just, I can just be me and share what, what makes me excited to share.
3: Well, you know, I'd had everybody on the podcast, so I, you know, so I I had a good idea of the way they view the world and yeah, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted them to just, Hey, distill down. What is it you think people should, should know? And, and, (laughs) All of you guys just rocked it. It was absolutely amazing. You know, I've said it before, but Kerry Lake started out the first day and was absolutely amazing. And I was kind of thinking, oh, not that that was too good, <laughs> but how is everybody going to match that? And everybody did without trying. It was just, it, yeah, it, 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 was, it was one of those things you just, yeah, you can't, it was much larger than the sum of all its parts. And I'd just yeah. like to thank you for, for trusting us and coming along and being a part of it.
8: Oh my, my pleasure. I was so um, I was feeling very grateful to be a part of it. I know that if I had seen it happening and I wasn't there, I would have been so wanting to be there. <laughs> so I was like, "I get to be there." <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Well, we're so we're so uh, grateful that you came along, and it was uh, wonderful to share that experience with you.
8: Cool. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Our good friend Kathy Price came all the way from Wales to present, and you know Kathy's a very energetic being and, and does a lot of work in that space. And so it was really, really good to to have a chat with her afterwards and get her thoughts on her whole experience there, including talking about how the energy was there. <music> Kathy, how's it going since the podcast summit?
5: That's a really good question, Warwick. I'm not actually sure (laughs) I'm capable of giving you a coherent answer, but I will do my best. Wonderful is one um, word that springs to mind. Mind blowing is another in the literal sense of the word that I just think my brain has exploded into a (sighs) different place. My consciousness has gone somewhere else expansion is the word that comes to mind um yeah so you know normal sort of things, <laughs> be sort of to. things. <laughs> so tell me about tell me
3: you know without outlining every minute of every day how was yeah. how would you summarize your experience at the
5: um at the summit happiness Gratitude, learning, and hugging.
3: <laughs> yes, I was talking to I was talking to someone yesterday. I forget who I was talking to, but they were talking about getting a Kathy Price hug, and I said, "Yeah, well, she's a pretty prolific hugger." So, <laughs> who was it? it? Was either Karen Rolfe or or Gillian? One of the other was was talking about uh. receiving a, a Kathy Price. Or oh, it might have been Chrissy McDonald actually about receiving a Kathy Price hug. But I said, Yeah, Kathy's Kathy's hugs are pretty full on.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, I I was in my element, I have to admit, and it was so lovely that everybody was in the same mood and that I'd see people over and over and it was like, Yeah, another hug coming in. That's absolutely perfect. Thank you very much. You know, I enjoyed it as much as they did, hopefully. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it just felt pretty normal to hug people there for some reason. It was
5: so, I don't know, like there were no barriers. Everybody was coming, was on the same wavelength. Everybody was supporting everybody else. You felt absolutely safe. You knew you could go up and speak to anybody and you'd be spoken back to, you know, there was no... Cleekiness, or as i think christine said in the podcast the other day no velvet rope where people yeah. you know people were putting themselves behind a virtual barrier it was all for one and one for all and it's really interesting because i spoke to a friend of mine last night who watched some of the recording live and she felt it just the same she's here in wales and she said i could feel that energy just watching
3: yeah well while the 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 live stream was going on a lot of people were commenting on the live stream that they felt the energy but i've heard from people who watched it back afterwards not live stream but you know post mm. you know several weeks afterwards and they said you can you feel the energy out of the <laughs> it's so out cool. of the, the replay because you know the live stream now is not a live stream anymore it's now a video library. Tyler's chopped it up into chapters to where you can just click on whichever presentation you want to click on. You don't have to watch the, You know, you don't have to scroll through the whole thing. Uh, yeah, but I've heard people that, um, yeah, have had that experience with it.
5: It's... it's um, after the fact. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people reading books and getting that sort of jolt of energy from that. But, I mean, if you think of the number of people that were there all on the same wavelength all immersed in that energy it's not surprising that you know you can watch the recording and and feel that because it's tangible it's energy
3: yeah well i guess you know if you remember like rupert on the podcast and you know when i first interviewed him his his energy caused all the uh, <laughs> yes. equipment to disrupt so you know you think about if you are watching a a recording of something how are you watching this recording it's energy so you know the, the, i think i think there's a possibility that there's an energy in the recording that comes through in the recording i i, I don't know but um yeah I mean, no i think right. that make,
5: that makes absolute sense to me it's the same as the written word there's energy in the word as well as you read those words but i mean especially in the recording like you said that that's the medium by which you're actually watching is an energetic frequency. And so, if that recording was made with that frequency, that high frequency of energy, yeah, it's there. And if you're open to receiving, wham, bam, thank you, man.
3: Did you have a, um, did you have like a favorite moment of the whole thing? Like that part there was the coolest thing.
5: I think I loved the dancing at the end. I absolutely adored that. That was just because everyone just went wild. I just thought that was so cool.
3: Yeah. So at the end of it, Rupert Isaacson finished it off with, with <laughs> getting everybody up and dancing, and and it was, it was kind of like for three days people have been sitting there glued to that stage, like <clears throat> so intense, and it was like this. It was like a. Uh, like a release, you know?
5: Yeah, I think that's right. And it was just such fun and everybody joined in, you know, the whole audience were there because I couldn't, I could not pick a favorite speaker. I couldn't do it because everybody brought something so unique and so powerful, you know, individually. You'd say, oh yeah, that one, like you said, you know, Kerry started it all off, but everybody then was of the same game as that. It was just amazing. And and it was also, (laughs) you know, it was lovely to have people in the audience who knew your work and you you knew they had your back, that if you stumbled somewhere along as you were doing your talk, they'd be there. (laughs) I had two ladies who said they were going to do the Mexican wave. So, you know, that was just really.
3: (laughs) That's right. They told you, they said, you'll be fine if you kind of get stuck and stumble, we'll just stand up and get the crowd doing the wave.
5: Yeah. And it was so reassuring, and to know that they were there, and you know, it was such fun. I always wanted them to do the wave, anyway. But um, next time, yeah, no, that it was yeah. brilliant.
3: Next time, you know, I asked you, did you have a favourite moment? And you said, well, all the presenters were really good. Not necessarily just the presenters, because I know for you and me, because we were both there. One of our favourite moments of the whole thing was Sunday night after it was all over. We we're all downstairs having dinner in that that bar. And Jane was sitting next to Nashon, and they started – Jane's from New Zealand, and she ordered – She they don't have a spicy palate in – you know, spicy food much in New Zealand, and Jane ordered buffalo chicken wings. And when they arrived – so buffalo chicken wings are a – They're a chicken wing with a sauce on that has a lot of spice in it. (laughs) And she didn't didn't know they were spicy. And when they arrived, she made, I think she made some sort of comment like, well, I didn't realise though. I thought they were buffalo. I don't know what it was. But her and Nishan started (laughs) cracking up and they giggled like children for half an hour. And they were snorting and (laughs) the tears were just running down their face. And this went on and And on on, and on. And and it was just, it was (sighs) just… so joyous to see and they just they don't They almost stop they'd be done and then they'd kind of just look at each other and away it would go again and it was just so cool to watch those two oh
5: that was that was so cool i must admit and it, it, they just could not speak they were laughing so much they were crying and i mean Nashon was sort of rolling almost in his chair because he was clutching his stomach and jane was sort of bent double so yeah that that was a pretty special moment i have to say even when you didn't know exactly what the joke was, it was just made you giggle watching them.
3: Oh no, I didn't. I didn't know what the joke was until afterwards. But <laughs> I just, I took video of them. I was sitting there, mesmerised by how much these two were just, just wholeheartedly, just laughing their heads off. Yeah, you know? that's yeah, so was,
5: cool to see.
3: It was so, like, innocent and childlike sort of thing. It was So, yeah, it was, it was very, very cool. But I just wanted to thank you for your part in the whole thing, you know. Um,
5: well, my absolute pleasure. <laughs> this. Um, because I said to Robin the other day, it's thanks to your friendship support that I have reached so many people and reached their horses and have been able to help. Um, so a huge set of gratitude to you for <laughs> trusting me to come on your podcast in the first, in the first instance, because it's, I couldn't have done it without you, put it that way. And also obviously going on the, on the summit. So, you know, back at you. Thank you very much.
3: You're, you're more than welcome. Like I said, thank you so much for being a part of it. And, you know, it was the. The combined energy of all the presenters, I think, coming together with the combined energy of all the the, the people attending that just made the whole thing into magic.
5: I do, it's As you said right at the beginning, I think at the end of the first day, nobody could have imagined what was going to happen in the way it did. You know, you, you were sort of hoping that every, all the organisation went and that the speakers would come and say their piece okay. But... I don't think we ever could have envisaged that combined energy and the effects it would have on the whole, it, not only the whole event, but everybody there and everybody watching and everybody watching the recording. I mean, how, how on earth can you plan for that?
3: Oh, we didn't. But yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but we are planning for next year, so. Yeah,
5: yeah no, it, it's, it's a unique thing to have all of the people and their different energies, their different take on. For me, after the first day, when I listened to the talks, I thought everybody is in essence talking about intention, um, energy, intuition, and connection. That if you boiled it down on all of the talks, whether they were, you know, working with horses themselves or, you know, all of that, those were the four main components and I suppose they are the, for me the four main components of everything but it was for me so beautiful that everybody was bringing their own um their own way of explaining how they use those four items those four sort of properties for gifts whatever you want to call them so yeah that was really cool
3: it sure was so hey thanks for joining me for a, a, a catch up and um I'll be talking to you soon
5: well, thank you. We're lovely to see you as always.
3: Barbara scholte has been an inspiration to me for quite a long time, and an inspiration to many other people too. And at the summit, she was once again she was inspirational, both in her presentation and her participation in the the panel discussions, and also just her presence of being there. And you know, I, I got such a sense of the wonderfulness of Barbara's present when I presence when I when I uh, had this chat with her about her experience at the summit. So, Barb, what can you give me your impressions of the of the summit? I think everybody's probably got a different impression of
9: it, but what were your thoughts
3: on mm-hmm. it?
9: Well, um, knowing that I was going to talk to you, I thought about it. Um, because I didn't want to just give some kind of a, oh, it's so great kind of answer. And that's all I had to say. Although it was so great. Um, I really um, have a, two or three main things. The first is the energy that was there, that was created by the group, meaning the cohesive all, it, like everyone. Everyone. You and Robin, the audience, the presenters, and the incredible positivity. I was trying to think of the right word, but there was this openness and this curiosity and this enthusiasm and like tremendous expectation with the non-judgment. And it was like everybody was just getting like... Filled up with this great energy, and yet everybody was giving every part they had to give of themselves. The presenters, but I think also the audience, because of how they uh, how involved they were, just you could feel them just going <clears throat> soaking it up. And so it was this effortless incredible positivity that just enveloped me and made me smile and filled me up. And yet I was willing to give every bit of what I had with no effort. So that's the first thing I was really trying to describe how I felt. And within all of that was this great joy and amazement to be listening to all of these presenters because as a as an equine professional, I have my friends and we talk and, you know, I have great collaborations I do with people, but I don't ever get to do it as a group. And also I don't get to do it in a way that is just open and happy and non-judgmental. So I really love that part. So the next thing, and this um, gives me chills and almost makes me want to cry. So I don't think I'm going to cry, but I might, is the presenters themselves. Like each of us, and I'll say me included, because I felt this way, but what I'm mainly saying is what I saw in other people like came and because we had to make it a 20 minute and Robin (laughs) made it perfectly clear (laughs) that it would only be 20 minutes, um, which is good. We We gave our best, you know, we had to decide what is the message that we want to give this audience. Like you guys didn't tell us that. Um, so it was um, very freeing and uh, vulnerable, but supported at the same time. And because of that energy that I described earlier, you there was this sense of, no one's going to really judge me. I mean, or they're, they're looking for the good stuff. You know how you, how in performance, and by the way, I've been really enjoying your book. You talk about focus on what you want, not what you don't want. It was like people listening, were listening for the jewels of what they could take. It wasn't like, I don't agree with that. So she's not right. You know, it was like none of that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, I'm just fascinated by each person standing up there, speaking from their heart and soul. And also what I was learning. I mean, i would learned so many things. Um, and so I felt this, um, two way, like I was a presenter that had that experience and I was really glad I got to go early because then I just got to kind of sit back and and uh, not think about getting up there. Um, anyway, that's just a little sidebar, but, uh, and I also was an audience member. And then we all as presenters sat in the kind of a general area so that there was this immediate sense of community. I'm I'm just really taken by being able to experience that part too, that really was very, very meaningful to me, and still is, um, because those are such golden people, everybody, and the people there, audience, I don't wanna leave the audience out because they were there because they were they were at least in that time in that same energy uh, and i also thought that there was a a thread that went through all of the talks that 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 connected them all in a, about our inner spirit and how we access it and what it means to live joyfully and lovingly and um how in you know most of us that presented are teachers in some way or writers or whatever and so how we how we personally access it and how we teach it and what the horse, you know, that obviously came into it. But so that was interesting to me. I mean, I love that. It was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. But now I have more layers. That's what I came away with in that way. Um. So uh, that's it mainly. I mean, not that that's all, but that's my short story yeah you know when you said you were
3: listening to the other presenters because i had to kind of introduce everybody i sat off on that side wall over by the av table there and so i could see you know all the few guys listening at home all the presenters were sitting on one side of the the room um and i could see all you guys faces and it wasn't like you were listening because I'm supposed to sit here and listen to this thing. Like every one of the presenters there was kind of leaning forward and engaged and like their heads were nodding and their eyes were wide open and they were, they were fascinated. Um, That's one thing I noticed, but something else you just touched on then was you all, your presentations all had a common thread and the only information we gave people was it's got to be 20 minutes long and I want you to just, Tell us the message you want the world to hear in twenty minutes mm-hmm. and it was and it was like that there was this group collaboration beforehand, but there wasn't, but everybody mm-hmm. came very open-heartedly and very authentic and very honest and it was like you guys had all planned it beforehand, but no one had even talked to each other beforehand, so that, I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. amazing about the whole thing
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm.
9: Yes. And to be in just the excitement of meeting for me personally, so many new people that my paths may never cross, unless maybe I happen to be with them at an expo or something like that. And then at expos is just going wide open and there's a lot of frenetic kind of activities. So you don't get to really hang. Um, So that was just lovely. You know, the whole thing was lovely. And you and Robin are just the best. And the way that you designed it and orchestrated it and thought of things. And I was also amazed that you included us in the pre-planning. You know, I was thinking, how's this going to work for, you know, you have 22 people planning something. But it was just amazing. It flowed.
3: Did you have a favorite moment from the whole thing? And I know that's hard to say because there was a lot of amazing moments, but did you have like one favorite moment, like, oh, this was so cool, whether it was during the summit or during the after hours where you're talking to somebody, did you have a favorite moment?
9: Oh, that's a very interesting question. I don't think so. I don't think there's like one moment for me that just jumped out at me. I was very immersed, you know, even in my room, I was immersed in just the whole thing. And work. I want to, I was thinking about this while I, we were trying to get connected. I don't think that in my life I have ever experienced the the such a large amount, like it was like you're with a close friend that you can be yourself and not be judged in mass. That whole non judgmental, caring, just open feeling of feeling it towards me and giving it was something I have never experienced in that quantity. Non-judgment is really something and it truly is to me the thing that I can describe it most. It's like how you feel when you're with your closest friend, when you look um, like you have a black eye, <laughs> and, you, and you've done something that maybe you shouldn't have done, and uh, or or just something, or you know something's bothering you, and you can just totally be yourself and feel love in return. That's I just want to mention that.
3: Yeah, it's almost you know, the whole sarah schlotti's definition definition of attunement you know the sense of being seen being heard feeling felt and getting gotten you could mm-hmm. actually completely be your authentic self and everybody got it you know what i mean like everybody when you came with that authentic self everybody's like that's perfectly fine with me
9: i get you, i get you mm-hmm. i know where you're coming from mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I want that. You know, I get it, but also or I want to I want to see you, I want to hear you. I want to you know, just it was like all the armor's were down without yeah. fear. So, yeah, and it was and it was like that from the start.
3: Like I said, you know, like all the presenters kind of even though you didn't know it, you were all ended up talking about the same thing, but it was almost like everybody showed up with their armor down, mm-hmm. presenters and people. It wasn't like, oh, we warmed into it or whatever. It was like that from the moment it started.
9: Yeah. I think you work. I think that you and Robin set the stage for that, really. Um, just the nature of your podcast is like that. And for me, I can just say that I was – honored and grateful to be there and you know I just thought it was like one of those things in my life I mean I had no idea it was going to be as good as it was I mean I expected it to be really good but I don't think anyone could really ever know that until you until we went so anyway I'm very grateful to you guys.
3: Well, we are so grateful that, that you came and were a part of it because, you know, you were as big a part of it as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So thank you.
9: Well, thank you. Thank you.
3: Every morning at the summit, the presenters would gather together on an outside balcony right outside the the room we were presenting in and Jessica Whiteplume would um, do a smudging ceremony with us. So she had some white sage and she would, she would smudge us and it was a an amazing way to get really centered and grounded and uh, start the day and you know she just has this presence about her and and when I had this chat with her about the the podcast summit you know every time I'm around her I just I just get a sense of that presence of hers and 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 talking to her was was no different. Hey Jess, good to see you again.
10: Hello Warwick, so good to see you again in the computer this time, but I know what you look like in person now. I've seen you, I've met you, we've gotten hugs.
3: I we was, was like- going to say yes, I've, I've met you, but I've 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 felt you, like I've sensed you, you know. So that's mm. a, that's a totally. Uh, That's a totally different than just doing it on the computer screen. Although when we did record the podcast, I definitely felt you then too. So
10: (laughs) it's cool how that works. It's cool. I was so happy to get to feel a lot of the people that we met in person, and yeah, yeah, it was great.
3: Yeah, it was amazing. So just you know, this little catch up is just to get your impressions of what you what. You thought of the the summit, and maybe what you what you any experiences you may have had there.
10: Right. So, the summit was this gathering, and it was, you know, going into it was a little bit starstruck and a little bit like, "Wow, like I'm going to be really swimming with a big fish here," and you know, a little excited, a little anxious, but I was at the same time. You know, in hindsight, having had this conversation, a number of people were talking and you were talking about having like the ground was a little bit wobbly. And I did have that just a few times, just like maybe three or four times leading up to the summit. And then the summit was amazing as far as just meeting these people. Like you said, when you get to be near someone and you feel their energy and um there's like a coherence, right? I'm really aware of the truth as far as vibration and and the coherence of frequencies. And we were kind of all on this certain level of frequency, it felt to me, and that you know amplifies it. And so it was like this weird experience of, on the one hand, people are sharing this great information. And on the other hand, it was just like, I don't even know if I could hear it because I was just feeling this energy of the room the whole time, and and so excited, and also trying to, you know, keep a level of groundedness and and just give that um, mindfulness to the person in front of me that I might be talking to rather than everything. <laughs> so the summit was really amazing in that way, as far as the people. For me, that was that's you know that's always what it's about is the people. So that was the time of the summit. And then coming back, someone had asked me, actually did another podcast with Heather Drummond, and she had asked me, how do we reconnect with your family and horse, you know, things back at home? And, um, you know, that's a good question. I don't know if I find it very difficult because we're so out here in the country and and really blessed and privileged to to be able to do that. Like, I don't have to try to go out into somewhere to reconnect, it's, it's all here. Like, um, so it doesn't take much effort, but it did make me aware of being away from that. But I mean, we were in the city, we were in San Antonio. And so we were, I think a number of us were looking around like for a tree or, you know, some bit of nature because um, I guess to me, that's a big part of the connection that we're we're all moving towards. And you had talked about that, as far as that was part of your interest in indigenous cultures is that connection to nature and how that plays into us and vice versa. So I really liked, I was really happy that Jillian did her presentation the way that she did. Because if I had another 20 minutes, that's probably what I would have tried to do. But she, I think she probably did it better with the music and the imagery about, you know, the the animals are not animals per se. They are nations. They are, in many ways, older and wiser than we are. Same for the trees, same for the rocks. And she just did it so beautifully. And um And, you know, it was, when I came back, it was just a reminder that it's hard to be what we want to be without nature. It's just, you know, um, it really makes it a lot more difficult. So, so got me thinking about those things and, um, interesting after I'm just reflecting, I took a moment before our visit here to go see the horses and, and have a little moment of meditation, so to speak. And, um. You know, there's really been a number of things coming to a head, kind of coming to decision points, I guess, like kind of big things. After I've returned after the summit and I feel like um, I'm just that much more solid in myself to be prepared for those and respond to them, maybe with less worry about outcomes. You know, I like to think I carry those values all the time, but to have that reinforced and have so much support from the summit community um, certainly makes, you know, makes everyone feel stronger, I believe, and more solid and certainly for me. And um, that's what I'm feeling like going into some of these really larger decisions as far as our life and the school and, um, you know, work and, and the future and just feeling good about it, you know. I asked my horse and he said, the future looks bright. So we're going with that.
3: That's awesome. You know, you are not the only presenter who um, came back from the, the summit and is making some major life decisions that are different than what they'd planned before the summit. So it was a little bit like, it was a little bit like a, uh, <laughs> you know, like when you, if you, if you, go away and do a a plant medicine ceremony or whatever you know and you come back from that like you you might decide oh i'm gonna make this huge change in my life and it was a little bit like that it's interesting you're talking about the energy there and you're talking about it beforehand so i was listening to i re-listened to a a podcast the other day when tyler and i were actually driving in australia tyler hadn't heard this podcast so i I had him listen to it which was with tim ferris and a a south african named boyd varty and Boyd Varty um, has written some books. One's called The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life. But he's talking about, he was telling a story about how he got attacked by a swarm of bees one time in, in Africa. But he's talking about how their energy changes at exactly the same time. It's not like one takes off and then the rest of them do it. And some other of the presenters from the summit, we talked. I talked about that, I can't remember who I was talking to, was talking about they felt the energy ramping up before they even got there. And mm. th- like everybody was connected before they even got there. But the other thing was you pre- you just talked about Jillian's presentation. I didn't give the presenters a guideline on what to talk about. I said 20 minutes, just make it 20 minutes, no more than 20 minutes and it's your message to the world. And if you think about it, Everybody was on the same wavelength. It's like we had a tutorial on what to do your presentation on. And it was like you guys were a hive mind from across the country and across the world. You know, Rupert came from Germany and Kathy Price came from Wales and Jane came from New Zealand. But it's like you guys had this connected energy from around the country and around the world before it even started because it was you know the energy was like i had the i had the the floor shifts a few days before and during and other people said sure. they had the the floor shifting before too so it's really interesting how that works
1: Hmm.
10: it does and um i guess i feel like we're not just doing that hive mind with each other which we are which is amazing you know and like you think about the swarms of fish or the the birds who do that they just there's like a level of communication that's way before and after and beyond what we think we know about communication and so that's awesome um and at the same time I think it's like we're we're tapping into universal truths it's not like we're all you know getting smart enough to or or just vibing with each other but we're like vibing with the universal truths of things i feel like that was maybe what was happening
3: yeah and not just you know it wasn't just the presenters either it was it was everybody everybody at the summit you know some of the attendees said they started to feel a bit wobbly even before they got there too so yeah it was it was pretty amazing did you have a like a favorite, I know it's probably hard to say, but did you have like a favorite moment, a favorite presentation, a favorite moment, a favorite interaction with someone? Did you ever, like the, the one thing that just, was the cherry on top of your amazing weekend?
10: <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could answer that one. There, I have a basket of cherries. I have a basket of cherries, <laughs> I'll say. Um, uh, I I could point out some favorite moments, you know, of course, I love um, Dr. Susan's thing with the, with the banana, not just because <laughs> it's brilliant, but it also just like lightened us all up in a way. And I, and I feel like that's a balance that's kind of needed energetically, too. Like you just you just take that breath and laugh a bit. And, and you know, and same thing with, um, you know, with Jim Masterson and those guys that are kind of like the cowboy character, but they're also light and they're also deep and it just kind of you know brings that whole roundedness to everything and of course Jillian and of course um, her talk was right in line with like I said what I would have done but they were all oh, everybody was amazing I feel like Carrie Lake is like my sister from another mister <laughs> and Barb is like my auntie that I've claimed now she's awesome. she's accepting world, that I'm claiming her
1: <laughs> but awesome. again
10: it's hard to choose it's hard to say that there were many moments and people in the in the crowd somehow I was just sitting visiting with Carrie and I um they started doing the autographs so I'm like signing autographs which I found slightly awkward because I need to own that but also I got to meet a lot of people from the crowd and um you know they're just so genuine and happy to be there and it was um it's hard to pick and of course I maybe the cherry was to get to eat dinner with you all and and spend some time with you and Robin and Tyler and just get to see the whole the whole family package and you all working together which is not an easy thing I would think and um just impressed and just happy to spend time with you all
3: yeah the feeling's mutual it was amazing to spend time with you you know one I've got a lot of bus I got a basket of cherries too but one of the cherries in my basket is your smudging session in the morning so we would go out on that balcony and um, whichever the presenters would show up out there and you would uh, smudge us with some sage which was absolutely amazing
10: mm. yeah in um, the smudging the azalea is with one of our plants and as I was thinking back of that that's that's really what it is it's a way to connect us with that um, the power and the connectedness of nature um, intentionally, because here we are sitting in a building in the middle of a city. Um, or it might be any other situation where we are drawn more into our frontal lobe of our brain and it, it would do us well to reconnect with the spirit and the nature of things. So we use our um, sage, it's I think it's called white sage in English and you know, we burn it in that smoke helps us to do that, to renec- reconnect that way, and kind of washes off the word azelia. it means to wipe off. So we're like wiping things off of us that don't maybe serve us too well. And then they go out into the, you know, atmosphere and to wherever they, they will go without harming anybody. You know, that's part of when we say that Uh, that there are things a lot of ceremonies have that bit like there's something on you or whatever and we want to remove it and and the way I was taught is that we make sure to ask intentionally that it goes out but not to someone else that it would never Mm -hmm. you know Mm. um, put stress on anyone else so um, all that to say it's just it's a small practice that we can do that we do daily our kids do it actually without even our asking that just helps us stay connected in a crazy world
3: sometimes oh, so you do that every day hmm? oh wow
10: every yeah. day just in the morning or in particular if i'm feeling like stressed about or going into a situation where i might need um again more than just my my brain working a million miles an hour but i want to come into it in a good way then i might smudge and and i'm happy the kids have have done that too they um or if they see something that might be a spirit or something that indicates their spirits nearby they they will you know say should we should we smudge or should we put out some food for them or,
7: mm. or
10: something like that so it, it makes me happy that they're they're thinking or they're aware of that as a as a help for them
3: if that makes sense i'd love to meet your kids someday I bet they're amazing that's they just sound wonderful
10: they are. They're really cool kids. Parenting is something else, as you know. Mm-hmm. But you guys are doing great from what we can tell.
3: Yeah, we're quite, we're quite proud of Tyler. We're not sure where he came from, but he's a blessing.
10: <laughs> no, it was just amazing to see you all in such good relationship. And it's um, not too common. So it's awesome to see that
3: thank you um you know what i was going to comment on you went home from the, the summit. so san antonio you know it's in november but it was kind of hot and sticky not hot but it was very muggy there very humid um and kind of warm it wasn't cold at all and you went home and the next day you posted a picture on facebook of you outside <laughs> with your horse and your horse's face there is there's a i mean there's a lot of photographs of this but there's every once in a while you'll see a photograph of a of a bison you know of a buffalo with snow or ice cake to his head and it's like this amazing image and here's a picture of you outside with your horse right beside your heads beside your horse's face and your horse's face is covered in ice or snow and it's like whoa you went from sticky san antonio straight back to that
10: I did. Yeah, I had to. But I knew it was going to be that. So I packed like an extra jacket because just even from the airport door to your vehicle is like, you know, could be blizzard conditions. So you want to bring an extra jacket. But yeah, that's where we are. We're in North Dakota and, and the snow was coming. And that particular day, it's almost... One of the most enjoyable times because the snow was just starting to come and it was really fluffy still. Mm. So it probably looked extreme, but it wasn't as extreme as it looked because the snow was really light and fluffy still, and the temperatures were still you know in the thirties. And uh,
3: <laughs> you know, he said it wasn't extreme. Warm. It wasn't as extreme as it looked. So there's an old. I heard an old saying years ago about. Uh, someone i think someone got bucked off a horse or something rather and they said this old cowboy sitting on the fence did he buck hard and the old guy sitting on the fence said well that depends whether you're sitting on his back or sitting on the fence you know it's (laughs) it's your perspective and and when you're used to that you might think oh that's not that extreme but yeah it it certainly looked pretty extreme to me
10: (laughs) it's yeah you're right it's probably perspective i was enjoying that day i was I do really enjoy the winter times and connections and large part because of the ride, which I shared with, with you all about in my presentation.
3: Yeah. Um,
10: There's just something about that being in the elements and you almost just can't sit there and think about, you know, a deadline on Monday or whatever. And, and there is such a beauty to it. Like it takes a minute to get there, but it is, you know, snow is really beautiful and, the winter colors are beautiful, and just that connection with with the horses at a I don't know if it's a survival level or just the elemental level I guess you're back to the elements
0: right.
3: yeah, rather back to, than back to nature yeah
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I think yeah. that's what the you know you know uh, Kerry Lake before the the summit had said. This is a beautiful event that celebrates the evolution of human consciousness in the context of life among horses and I really think it's it's really con- reconnecting with nature and ho- you know for some people their connection to nature starts with horses you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that you know if, if they are urban dwellers and they have a horse somewhere or whatever you know yeah I think that's I think that
10: right
3: yeah I, I think it's a it's a big part of That Yeah, you know, I think it's like connecting with nature is what expands your consciousness. But some people's first, you know, the podcast is not about horses, but I think that the journey might be from first connecting with horses, which is your intro to nature, which is your intro to consciousness. I don't know. I don't know how that goes. But anyway. We probably should wrap this up but i just want to say thank you so much for being a part of the summit Uh, you know i think you fit right in there and you said at the start of this like oh i got there and i felt like i was swimming with the big fish and then you said with the autograph signing you said that felt weird you are i think you are a big fish i think (laughs) what you bring to the world is um something that's sorely needed
1: Hmm. Well,
10: thank you. I will just learn to say thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the efforts that you all have made and continue to do and the energy that you bring to it. Thank you so much,
3: all of you. You're welcome. Before you go, I've got to <laughs> – so Jane Pike was at our place a couple of years ago. It might have been when she was here for the World of Question Games or a couple of years ago she came out for a Horse Expo. But we're in the kitchen and someone gave someone a compliment and the other person kind of dismissed it. And Jane said, "Stop, right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Don't do that. Accept mm-hmm. the compliment. Be present in the compliment. Except Don't the compliment. dismiss it." And so I just want you to be present. Yeah. And And uh,
10: yes, Jane. I love Jane. That was another cherry. I love Jane and her bringing, being like the spirited Philly there. And it's like you know, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. spirited to be excited. Filly, I excited. I love that. Excited is good too. You know. Yes
3: yeah she was amazing okay i'll let you go but thank you so much for for joining me for this little bit of a wrap-up and once again thanks for being a part of the summit
10: you are welcome Mark. thank you
3: jessica such a treasure isn't she i just i just love her energy i'm sure you can feel it coming through the you know coming through the podcast it was so good to have her there and all the other guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Journey On podcast and a bit of a, a recap of our summit. The We did live stream it at the time and that live stream is now turned into a, a video library where Tyler has taken all the presenters and made chapters out of each one. So if you want to go on there and, and skip forward to your favorite presenter, you can, or if you want to watch it from the beginning, you can too. And in order to view that, just go to summit.warwickshiller.com, and uh, you can sign up there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you uh, next time on the next episode of the Journey on Podcast.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Journey on Podcast with Warwick Schiller. Warwick has over 850 full-length training videos on his online video library at videos.warwickshiller.com. Be sure to follow Warwick on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram to see his latest training advice and insights.